welcome listeners. I am Scott McBean. I am Teresa. We are here. McBean. <laughs> She's my mother, not my wife. Thanks it's for the clarification. Always important to, to say because there's a lot of confusion about that. And it's very awkward for us. Uh, welcome to North Star Communities podcast where we do uh, recaps of recent messages. We also have some ideas for some different types of podcasts to be thrown into the mix uh, in the coming uh, weeks or months, so stay tuned for that. We are excited about some possibilities. We hope we'll be able to pull them off. Uh, this is a recap. By the time this goes live, it will be maybe a week delayed from the message itself. It was yep. the last weekend of this of December, mm-hmm. a message that you gave mm-hmm. uh, just following the holidays, which is always a, a difficult time to uh, to be giving a message. And um, you talked about, you, you spent some time unpacking, and I don't want to get too far ahead of you here, um, the three types of relationships, uh, three core types of relationships we have in life anyway. We have our relationship to ourselves, we have intimate relations, relationships, which is like, you know, a relationship with a spouse or a best friend or something like that. And then yeah, re- intimacy, not as in sex. Right, right. Sorry to disappoint Closeness. That we're not talking about that. Relational closeness. Yeah. And a person's relationship to their community. Um, and I'm not sure how far out how far out that uh, we cast that particular net, but maybe we can maybe we can get into that a little bit later. Um, and one of the things that we were talking for talking about in preparing for this podcast was um, you were telling me a story about how um, these relationships get out of balance for you because I think one of the one of yeah. the points that you made again, not to steal your thunder, is steal away, <laughs> <laughs> is that in an ideal world we would be balanced in all three of these areas, right? We would have um, an appropriate level of relationship to ourselves, an appropriate number of intimate relationships with the right level of relational closeness in those relationships. And maybe we can spend some time talking about what appropriate intimacy is as well, because I think that's probably a sticky area for a lot of us. And then in addition, a healthy relationship to our community. And uh, I guess we'll unpack, maybe that's one of the things we can do in a few minutes is unpack yeah. what does healthy look like in each of these sure. areas if we have time. But, and also maybe the word picture that I have of it, because I, I particularly think it's helpful. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, where, where we end up with all of this is that it's very rare for us to be balanced, uh, in these areas, even though that would be the ideal. Right. And we're unaware of it. And you were telling me a story of how, uh, the particular way in which you're not balanced in these areas. So I thought that would be an interesting thing to start with is just hearing the story of just, Here's an example of how we don't get these things right in in uh, balance, and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay, so if you try to imagine that what we're talking about is a three la- layer cake, um, there is the layer of community, there is a layer of intimate relationships, and then there's my relationship with me. What you just summarized a second ago. For me in particular. Um, it, uh, my three layer cake would be out of balance because I tend to have a very thick layer. I'm very focused on community and being present for that. And then my second layer that is moderately thick 
is my intimate relationships. And then my teeny tiny layer is my relationship with myself. And so they're very out of balance. And what that means is, is that there's trouble in River City in all three areas. So just because I'm over-focused in one area doesn't mean I'm good at it. It means I'm over-focused in it. So uh, the story you and I were talking about is I have this habit of keeping my phone next to my bed because uh, I've had that habit ever since I got a cell phone and because I have three children. And for a long time, I had my mother with Alzheimer's and she was very agitated at night. So my mother might call and I might have to talk her down off a ledge. Or I'm all, rarely do you guys ever call me late at night, but on the outside chance that you needed me, I wanted to be there. Right. Um, but what happens is, is that I will often get, not often, um, and here I am qualifying because I don't want our community. Yeah, just out with it, you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just because it's a thick layer. There might be, there have been occasions where I have gotten late night phone calls or texts that probably did not warrant a crisis. They were more like 411 phone calls than 911 phone calls. Right. And that wakes dad up. It wakes me up. And then... Not only does it wake me up, but it tends to keep me up because I'm wondering if I gave uh, appropriate assistance and whatnot. So then I'm tired the next day, then I'm cranky, then I'm less likely to get the spiritual disciplines that I do in for myself, exercise, quiet time in the morning, yada, yada, hooty hoo. So that's just an example of how being out of balance not only affects me, but affects everything about me, all three layers. And knowing how family-oriented you are as your son, um, I would guess that, uh, you know, when this happens around the holidays, like you were saying, then, and that's sort of like a very concentrated time for family and a very exciting time now that there's young kids in the family, that you want to have a certain level of, uh, uh, you, you want to be totally awake and fully present for all of that. You know, you don't want right. to have woken up having four hours of sleep. Um, and then, you know, when you, you know, you have the potential, I guess, in that, in that case to feel like you've lost a Christmas, you right. know, with your grandkids, which I right. know would be the, which Worst. did not, did not happen. Okay. No for the record, that did not happen. We had right. a great Christmas, but I think, uh, part of what, um, part of what you probably do at this stage in life and knowing yourself as well as you do is, uh, you you recognize those costs, those potential costs. And so if you have a night like that, then you would find a way to compensate for it so that you didn't end up with regrets because you are trying to seek that balance. Right. But the cost might be to myself, so you can sort of tell I got a sore throat and a cold and uh, dad's sick, you know. So um, my dad, Peter, your her dad, husband. Your dad, Peter. The real McBean husband, not you. Mm -hmm. And um, um, nobody caused that to happen. Let me just be clear. That wasn't because somebody called me in the middle of the night, but it is like if somebody called me in the middle of the night and we were sick, 
that would be additionally disruptive. Right. Now, I could solve this problem by turning off the phone. Mm-hmm. Not going to do that. Um, or I could solve the problem by looking to see who it is and not answering it. And I'm not going to do that either. And let me tell you why. Because I have a very thick layer cake of community. Mm-hmm. And I cannot change the way I see about that. I can try to moderate what I do about it. But to me, it is a core value of our community that if somebody calls you at 2 a.m., you pick up the freaking phone because you're assuming that the person on the other end of the line is in 911 crisis. Mm -hmm. So my theory breaks down if somebody calls you at 2 o'clock in the morning and they're just kind of inconsiderate. I mean, I don't know how to say it any other way, Yeah, but it's my problem, my responsibility to try to resolve this because I'm the one that picks up the phone. So no blame or shame on anybody in this area. This is just an example of how being too focused on one area can cost you in other areas. Yep. Uh, yeah, and my guess is with you, that would have to happen four, five, six, seven times before you were like, eventually you would probably just say, okay, I've learned my lesson. Like these middle of the night calls uh, with one particular person, no such person exists, by the way, we're just speaking uh, as an example. But I would think that for you, with your big inf- uh, emphasis on community, um, it would take, you'd have to get a lot of evidence that a person was being inconsiderate before you treated them like they were being inconsiderate and screen that call. Yeah, and I mean, I can't even imagine, I can't in 20 years of doing this plus 10 years before that of doing a different area of ministry where sometimes I got calls, I honestly would have a hard time thinking of a person, uh, more than one or two people that, that for whom that's true. Yeah, it's never happened to me, but I know these kinds of things happen to people, and they happen in families. And, you know, as people are thinking about their own boundaries, that may be an example worth considering. But see, what's interesting about that is we're different. We're very different people in terms of our three-layer cake. So let me ask right. you a question. Mm-hmm. How do you assess your three-layer cake uh, in terms of balance? Um. Yeah, definitely heavy influence on relationship to self. Mm-hmm. Um, and a pretty heavy relation, uh, a pretty heavy emphasis on intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, weakest in the relationship to the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's never even occurred to me as a as an example and this this will be this is me telling on myself it's never even occurred to me to leave my phone on at night yeah i mean it's it's the power is on but the volume is off 100 yeah. percent of the time in fact it's uh, i check it often but it's it's even off during you know segments of the day you know where i feel like i need to be focused on something else yeah now if i look you know, a lot of times it's sitting on my desk in front of me so i can see if somebody's calling and pick it up and but, uh, yeah, so at, I, I, you know, it, it would be, you know, if somebody called me at, at two or three in the morning, it would likely be five or six before I would see that. the call. Yeah. So this is just an example of how 
Well, there, there are tons of reasons I think this is important to talk about, but one of the reasons I think it's important to talk about is I think for us, it's been really helpful for us, both of us, to recognize the difference in our three-layer cake. And between us, we end up with a, a pretty balanced cake. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the point that we'll be talking about in the next podcast, because that was your point in your message this weekend. Um, so we won't go down this track, but I will just say it. This idea of love covering for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, another example I gave in the message had to do with our friend John. Well, hang on. Before you do okay. that, I just want to jump in real quick and say, there's also, no matter what your strengths and weaknesses are, sometimes there are external things that will force you to address a certain kind of weakness. Yes. So like if I, regardless of what my instincts are, I uh, every crisis call I've ever gotten has, has happened during the day or when I was awake. And yeah. I am up pretty late at night. So yeah. it's it's kind of, you know, so there is that. Um, if I have missed, start missing crisis calls in the middle of the night, I would adjust. Right. And I would leave the volume. Right. On, you know, and because that would be, that that I would see that as this is something I need to do. Right. So let me make this point, and then don't let me forget about our friend John. But mm-hmm. here's the point. Uh, depending on your perspective, somebody might say, that's really cool how Teresa keeps her phone on and I can get her 24-7. Yeah. But it's not particularly healthy. It shows a little bit of a compulsion on my part to lean into that a little bit too hard. Um, I am, uh, and this is that part where we all learn from one another. Um, you know, you're always silencing my phone for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's because we'll often be in public and her phone is like, I don't know how... She bought an iPhone that's three times louder than any other iPhone on the face of the planet. You're exaggerating. Two and a half times louder. Okay. That might be true. Uh, but, you know, um, <clears throat> it's very, very helpful to understand that our obsessive leaning into one of these three areas is not healthy. Right. So we want them to be kind of balanced. We tend to think we're, quote, better at the thick layer, but that's actually not true. Mm -hmm. The thickest layer is your most vulnerable area. Where you'll get lost. Where you won't be healthy. Yeah. And um, depending on and, and you may not get a lot of appropriate feedback on that as well. So yeah. uh, just be In aware. other words, you may be very well praised for that, but it's not necessarily a sign that you're doing well. Right. Or somebody who really, really leans into the I'm doing good self-care. Right. May need somebody to check themselves before they wreck themselves because maybe self-care has moved into indulgence. Yeah, or isolating or, or isolation. withdrawing or something Yeah, like that. so all these things need to be sorted through. So tell us about John. So John's awesome. 
And I have an, a, a particular affinity to John because John and I have the same issues, but we both lean heavily into community. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I know about John is, is if we're, if we really need somebody to show up for community, I can always count on John. And in certain situations, that's a gift. But if I take advantage of John for his awesome ability to show up, then I'm taking advantage of John and I'm not respecting the fact that I'm feeding into his really thick three-layer cake. Right. The other thing is, is there may be people who are stronger with the taking good care of self and the intimacy level. And they need to be given the opportunity to be invited into the community space for participation, mm-hmm. even though four times out of six, they're going to tell me no if I invite them into it. Mm-hmm. I still need to keep asking. Right. Yeah, because some th- people are going to need some help making uh, transitioning into an area that is not a natural strength. Yeah. And what's so great about this picture of this three-layer cake and the balance is as a community, we talk about it and we say, let's work on it. But what I hope and hope and hope and hope and pray and pray and pray is also true is that we're saying, but if one layer of your cake is particularly thin, there's no judgment here because if you're really weak in community, we've got people for whom they're really good at it, and they're covering for you in that area while you get more accustomed to leaning into it. Right. And I love that thought so much. It makes me so happy. I can't even stand it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the idea that, uh, um, you know, there there's a, I, I suppose there's a fine line here somewhere, um, but... Uh, we need each other to draw the best out of each other. And in some in some cases, that's going to mean looking at, at another person and saying, how can I help to draw the best out of them? Now, I know we, we may rub up against some boundaries conversations or some codependency conversations. Right. But assuming that this is happening in a healthy way. Right. Um then we can make space and provision for each other and help lead and guide each other into becoming more balanced people, which lets us in turn live out our certain way of seeing right. uh, in a more effective way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's take um, a couple of minutes and talk about what health health actually looks like in these in each of these three areas. Well... I really do have a thought about this. Okay. Uh, I can't say what health looks like for anybody else, but um, with the holidays, I had a little time off. Yep. And um, you know this because some of it affected you. I did some organizing around the house. And I used my Instapot a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of really good food in the refrigerator right now. Healthy food, yummy food, food dad likes, food I like. Your dad, Pete, my husband. Yeah. You're not my husband. We're still learning how to do that. Sorry yeah. sorry for any listeners out there who are yeah. not familiar with this dynamic. So um, <clears throat> striving to work this morning. 
And I had an organized backpack, had all my supplies. Car was reasonably clean. Knew that even though I'm babysitting my favorite granddaughter, Nora, tonight, I was still going to have dinner, a decent dinner for dad. And I said to myself, self, this is what balance looks like. Making sure that you have enough time in your week. It doesn't have to be enough time every day, but enough time in your week to do other things you love, like throw food in an Instapot, make sure your laundry's clean, have the time that you're not running out of the house putting on your clothes while racing to the car and forgetting and leaving your computer at home because you leaned into another area too strongly and didn't take care of basic self-care. And I am never going to be in danger of being indulgent in that area. Uh, But boy, do I love it when I find a few extra hours in the week uh, to be organized. Because when I do that, then when a community crisis shows up, I actually show up better for it. Yeah. So me doing a better job with self-care and a reasonable job in my intimate relationships, which I also love to lean into, having balance means that I'm actually better in the area that I really want to be good in, which is showing up for community. Yeah. So it's all good. Balance is all good. There's benefit for all three areas. Lack of balance, no matter how charged up you may be about one of the three areas, if you're out of balance in that area, even in excess, that area is also being negatively impacted by your lack of balance. So we're speaking at a very general, very broad level, talking about balance and being out of balance. And I'm not sure if these are new thoughts to you, I'm not sure that that is, that all of that is totally trackable. So for me, as a person who focuses on relationship to self, balance uh, means both that I'm getting what I need. So I'm a person who needs time alone, time in quiet, uh, highly, I'm a highly introverted, you know, so everything that comes along with that. So for me to be balanced in that space means I'm getting enough of what I need so that I'm not destroying the other areas. (laughs) So if I'm not getting what I need in terms of my relationship uh, to myself, then my intimate relationship starts suffering because I am unable, as you were just describing, I'm unable to show up, you know, for instance, with, you know, in my marriage, I'm unable to be as present for Brittany as I would like if I haven't had the time that I need to sort of recharge. And, and hypothetically so, speaking, if you haven't had enough time to recharge, there's a slight possibility that you might have increased crankiness. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking as your mother in this instance. Right. Not your wife. Yep. Same <laughs> same principle supply. Um so being out of balance uh happens in in multiple directions, right? So if I'm not getting enough of what I need, then I start to see the consequences of that, the negative consequences of that elsewhere. Uh, or, or, wait, did I say that right? If I'm not getting enough of what I need, then the, maybe the intimacy area suffers. Right. 
right? However, if I'm getting too much of what I need, the intimacy area can also suffer. That's a great example. Yeah. So if I have too much time to myself, too much time withdrawing, and that means that um, I'm just not physically present enough in the places where I need to be physically present, or um, I'm so used to spending so much time deep in the recesses of my own brain that even though I may be physically present in a moment, I am... I have become unaccustomed to paying attention, you know, to, to right. being a good conversation partner, to actually listening and taking in uh, what's happening and to contribute appropriately uh, conversationally in a given relationship. So um, not enough uh, time and space for myself can cause problems. Too much time and space for myself can cause problems as well. And so the way we figure out if we're balanced is... Uh, by measuring the kinds of consequences that we are uh, getting in uh, one of the other areas. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and you know, uh, honestly, I think this is very hard to figure out. So I do think it might be a little hard to track But um, with us when we're talking about this. But, hey, if this interests you and you're kind of curious about it, um, call me at two o'clock in the morning and we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd be excited about that. Yeah. Just kidding. And I think, you know, the same general principle applies across all three spaces for health. You know, mm-hmm. so like it could be easy to assume that you have a really healthy marriage, for instance, if the only relationship you have is your marriage. You think we're just so in love. We spend all of our time together. Um, you don't do anything with anybody else. You don't even really know anybody else. It's just like you have your work, you go home, you have each other, you do all this stuff together, and you talk about how great your marriage is. That can actually be an example of being out of balance because, number one, you don't have other intimate relationships, for instance. Um, you may not, both of you may be completely unaware of your own needs, and there may be zero community uh, at all. So you may be so uh, emphasizing one intimate relationship that um, you really don't have the other two layers at all. And you that that particular example is a really tough one because you may not get very overt consequences of that kind of living, except for maybe when that relationship uh, has some kind of a, if it breaks down in some form or fashion in the short term. Yeah. But in the long term, I think it lacks, it, it will create a certain anemia in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch, what was on TV? Was it the Golden Globes? I don't know. I'm the um, wrong person to ask. Yeah, because you don't watch TV because you're... I also don't care about awards shows. Having a relationship with yourself. But um, I think it was the Golden Globes and Glenn Close in a surprise victory won for... Uh, uh, I don't know what it was. Is it a movie or TV show, whatever, called The Wife? Okay. And she totally didn't expect to win. She thought for sure that uh, Lady Gaga was going to win, so she had no prepared speech. Uh, but she did a beautiful job, much okay. better than a lot of the prepared speeches, I might add, yeah. within her timeline. I don't even know why they let people talk on these things, but that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. Could we do a podcast on no, award shows? I, no, I can't. Okay. So anyway, one of the things she said is, uh, she said in her speech, she said, 
when I was doing this movie as the wife, she said, my mother told me once when she was in her 80s, I feel like I've accomplished nothing in my life because she said, my mother completely subjugated herself to my father. Mm-hmm. And she said it shouldn't be that way. And um, I think that's can happen on both sides of the coin. We, we're more familiar with it in past generations of the wife subjugating to the husband. Mm-hmm. But in a fast-paced world where maybe we uh, isolate ourselves with just the intimate relationship. <laughs> nice cough. Sorry. Um, then um, I think that is the danger of the relationship. You, With just intimate relationship, you are subject. Both parties are, or maybe only one party. How do I know? But anyway, it's just bad for you, so don't do it. So tell me what balance and not balance looks like uh, as it as it pertains to a person's relationship to community, because that's the one that I'm the least uh, sort of, that's my smallest layer, and so I'm not sure if I understand the ins and outs of it well enough to unpack what, what health maybe looks like in that area. Well, probably if we melded our two brains on this and came up with a happy medium, we'd be better off, but I would say that um, a healthy relationship in community requires also a healthy sense of boundaries and also the purpose for community. And and I would just say that I think you have helped me be more healthy in community by giving me some much-needed balance. But one of the things that I would say about community that is uh, requires great balance is showing up for community, understanding what it's there for and what it's not there for. Mm-hmm. So there's a danger of showing up for community to get your needs met. And in balance, what we do is we bring the fullness of ourselves to community uh, for the greater good. Mm -hmm. So that's why we've got to have intimacy down and self-care down so that we actually bring something into the community rather than showing up to community for a handout. Right. We show up with the idea that all of us together are going to work to create something. Yes. And that's going to mean that sometimes when you're not doing well, you are going to get cared for. Right. Uh, it's also going to mean that that, ex- that community doesn't exist just to care for you. Right. So it's both and, and I think a healthy community, so we can extrapolate down to the individual, a healthy community is a community where all people both give and receive, as is appropriate in a time of need. Yeah. So you don't have a designated receiver who receives all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is the balance of both giving and receiving. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the example that comes to mind is, you know, if you if you show up in a large group expecting that to be the place where you get your your total sense of self and worth and affirmation, then you're kind of expecting your community to do what the other two layers should be doing. Right. And I think that's kind of the sign of unhealth. If, yeah. If you're not able to um, utilize the resources that help you develop a, a relationship to you, and if you're not able to find a way to cultivate intimate relationships, then you sort of expect some you know, you sort of expect the community to play both of those roles. 
and it can't bear that. It doesn't matter yeah. what community you're in, and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's healthy or unhealthy. It's just that there's way too much going on in a community space to uh, accommodate that kind of request. The other thing I really love about community is community is a way we test how we're doing in the other two areas, too. Yeah. In other words, uh, community, a place where we generally go and we uh, set aside um, set aside our preferences often for the common good, we often discover how we react to that and uh, how irritated we get or how frustrated we get or how lonely we feel or how inadequate we feel or all that stuff. So participating in community often gives us something to go back and have conversation about in our intimate relationships and often helps us tweak our self-care. Yeah. So the three of them work together in a really wonderful and beautiful way. And uh, as complicated as it is, it's a model that I think has been extremely helpful to me in managing my expectations and also teaching me how to be more responsible. I agree. And it helps to know, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, when they're broken down like that, it helps to know which ones you're, you're strong at and which ones you're weak at, because that way you have something you know you can work on, whereas otherwise it's, they're just kind of running amok. And I think that's what's that's what I found most helpful is like, okay, like I've never thought about that breakdown before. But now that I have, I have some idea of what can be done and also what I should be thinking about trying to do, regardless of whether or not I succeed. It gives me some some direction to move in. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about around here about non-judgmental observation, and this is one of my currently favorite tools for observing myself. So I have this uh, passion planner that I use, and um, I've taken to um, observing how I'm doing in all three of those areas and evaluating it at week's end. So I'm kind of excited about using this as a tool for self-evaluation and needed self-correction. Good. And we are not sponsored by Passion Planner. So Did I say Passion Planner? I thought you did. No, I think you just knew it because you gave it to me. <laughs> well, I'll figure it out on playback. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but if we could get some sponsorship from Passion, yeah, Planner, Passion Planner, leave it feel, in there. Uh, feel free to, uh, yeah, contact us. Yeah. Um. Okay. Does that feel like? Uh, does that feel like everything? Well, I'm totally done, and my stomach is growling. So. I did hear that. I think I'm going to leave that in too. I, I think it, I'm going to edit that it's out. A, I, I think it, we could say that that came from um, uh, Blue Dot Sessions, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about... Uh, our music comes courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions, royalty-free, meaning we don't pay for it, but we are allowed to use it, and we're very grateful for that privilege, but uh, the only catch is we have to uh, give them some pub at the at the end to let you know where it came from, and we're happy to do so because we like the music and we appreciate the fact that they let us use it. So if you are looking for music uh, for your own podcast, Sessions.Blue is yep. where you find them on the web. Yeah. If you have somehow stumbled upon this 
podcast by virtue of the sorcery that is the internet and you want to know more about us and what we do you can find us at www.northstarcommunity.com you can also find us on facebook and twitter and instagram Uh, search north star community there's a variety of them but uh, i think it'll become clear which one we are we even have an app don't we we have an app yep you can find that in uh, your favorite well not your favorite app store but if you have an iphone it's in the app store if you have a Android phones in the Google Play Store. Um, yeah, so you can find us all over the place. There's there's more places where you can find us than you would want, I think. I'm just impressed by all this technology you know. I'm glad we put that in your job description when we hired you. Yeah, it wasn't, but uh, I'm happy to I'm happy to <laughs> that do that. That was a little joke. I'm happy to do that for you. <laughs> all, right, all right, guys. Once again, I'm it Scott. It was real. I'm Teresa. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>